Welcome to Pilates is the Answer podcast, where you can discover the power of Pilates and how it can improve every aspect of your life. We are your hosts, Stacey Jernigan and Pearl Daman, and we look forward to introducing and sharing all of the questions about which Pilates is the answer. Welcome back. Pilates is the Answer podcast family. I am thrilled today to be here with Julie Turner, who is one of my Pilates mentors. And Julie actually is the person who got me involved in Pilates. I'm super excited to have her as our guest today. And Julie, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Julie Turner. I have a movement-based Pilates-based company in Los Angeles, Julie Turner Movement. Um, I teach private clients out here. I also work on Zoom, so I've got clients kind of spread out all over the country. And I am on the board for a domestic violence shelter here in Los Angeles where I go weekly and I teach a movement class to the moms who live there for nervous system regulation and to help them use movement as part of their healing process. I did not know that. Okay, I'm gonna ask you more about that for sure. I love that. So I wanna start out asking you how you got involved in Pilates. Okay, so the this is actually kind of a funny story. So I, when I was in my 20s, I was a modern dancer in New York. And I also, New York, as a lot of people know, is a very expensive city to live in. And I was working two jobs, uh, full-time jobs in two different restaurants to pay my rent and bills. But you also have to stay in dance shape when you're performing. So I was in rehearsal and I was performing, but you can't just work out. You have to stay in dance shape which is a very different animal. You have to have all the right muscles working in the right places so that your movement and your form looks good when you're doing all the dances. And that, you know, a lot of traditional exercises don't really hit on that as well. So I would have to motivate myself to go down to these dance studios and take classes. However, a lot of the classes are two hours long, very intense modern dance classes, ballet classes, and I was tired working a lot of different jobs. And I remember being at a dance studio where I frequented uh, to take a class. And I sort of glanced over and I saw this class going on through the windows and they were lying on their backs. (laughs) And I was like, what is that class? Because how can I get on my back and get my workout in? And that is how I discovered Pilates. Um, And then, you know, I took the class and actually the woman that I took that my very first class from is the woman who she was one of my mentors. She taught me um, Pilates mat. I got my Pilates mat certification through her. And I just remember after that class, the very first class taking it going, oh, this this could really help me um, with my dance technique and a lot of other ways. And so, yes, I got into it for a tiny bit of laziness, but I fell in love right away. That is hilarious. I don't think that I knew that. It's funny because I, yeah, I don't remember you you telling me that, but maybe you did a long time ago. Um, and it's funny because a lot of times when people will ask about what jump board is, you know, on the reformer, and I will say something very similar, like, oh, it's to me, it's like a dream come true because I hate cardio. Totally. 
Yeah, and the fact that you can lie on your back and work out and get in some cardio is just a dream come true to me. So that's so funny. I did not know that. So then when did you get your, your mat certification? So you did mat certification and then when did you add in the other apparatus? I did my mat certification and then I would, I taught probably for, for like three or four years before I added in the apparatus certification. Um, kind of, I don't remember the year, probably 2005 or 2006 is when I did the mat. And then at some point, I know I, I know I got my apparatus certification before 2010 because I was teaching at a studio and I was just teaching Matt and I was doing in homes for that studio. And I know I started teaching on the apparatus in 2010. So I got it sometime before then, but the, the dates are a little, a little hazy because um, the, the, the woman who I learned from her name's Terry Steele. She's amazing out of Brooklyn. Um, if, if anybody wants to know her, uh, you can, you should reach out to her and interview her. Um, so she, I know I should, I could put you in touch. Um, so she, she teaches uh, mostly on the mat. At the time, she was te- she's a dancer as well, and her husband was a dancer, and so she was teaching mostly at dance studios and going around to in homes. So in New York, you go around, people want you to come to them, mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier because there's traffic is different. You get on the subway and you're there, you know, somewhere in 20, 30 minutes. Other places in LA, I can't do a lot of traveling around because it's too, it takes too long. Um, so you do, you adapt. So a lot of people are doing mat Pilates. And so when I learned it, I, I loved it. And I didn't really, for a long time, I didn't have a need for the apparatus certification until I started working at this one particular studio and I, and it started to make more sense for me. And then of course I fell in, I fell in love with that for many reasons, uh, when I got that certification, but then on the flip side of it, come 2020 when we all you know got quarantined and I was teaching everything online I fell back in love with the mat mm-hmm. so I kind of have yeah. you know different times where I love the different forms of it for different reasons so mm-hmm. yeah you know it's funny because at listening to you talk I can just remember back to the days that we used to work in the studio together a long time ago and I was just always in awe of you I don't know if I ever told you this um Cause I felt like I was, re- you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember this. I came into your teacher training program with only like two classes under my belt, you know, like two reformer sessions. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I was so intimidated because all the girls in my class had been taking Pilates forever. You know, they had taken that. A lot of them had taken reformer um, and it was a decent sized class. I think there were seven or eight of us. So I was really intimidated because there were all these, you know, beautiful fit girls that had taken Pilates for a long time. A lot of them had a dance background and I did not. Um, and uh, so anyway, I was really nervous and intimidated and I tend to be a really shy person anyway. So I remember in the studio teaching with you and I would be over on the reformer with a client or maybe with you know two clients, a small semi-private and would just be struggling to get through like basic cues. And you're over there, you know, like, just manipulating people's bodies, you know, like, here's where I want your foot, here's where I want your leg. And then along the way, you're able to chit chat and ask them how their dinner was that they had last night. And, you know, it was always so impressive to me. And I've just picked up like so many um, skills from you that I'm just so grateful for, um, just in terms of relating to people in terms of, you know, thinking outside the box with not always following 
along with the repertoire, the way that I learned it. And sometimes you have to incorporate some foam rolling and some stretching and some just basic movement um, instead of, you know, it just being like specifically the Pilates exercises, the way that we learned them. And you just, I mean, I just look up to you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So I'm curious. So that was a long time ago, like I mentioned. So I want to hear more about um, what you're up to now. But before we cover that, I want to hear when you went through your training, what was the biggest challenge for you? I would say, um, well, one, uh, it feels like so much information is just being dumped on you. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that and plus there, you know, there's over 500 exercises in the apparatus certifications, right? So, you know, it's a, that's a lot to take in, mm -hmm. especially you, you usually take in the information of a short period uh, over a short period of time. And then you take the time to, to really learn it when you're doing your um, student teaching hours and the teacher training hours and stuff like that. So I would say that the, the, I look back on it now and think, well, you know, I didn't really need to be worried about that because it does all sink in eventually. But during at the time, I felt, oh, this is so much information. How am I ever going to master this or re or remember all of this? Um, so that that's that's the only thing that I really remember thinking like, oh, this is challenging. Other than that, I was already kind of in love with movement and that said coming from um the background that i that i came from i used to i'm certified to teach social dance you know i've been dancing my whole life so movement and complex movement comes naturally to me mm -hmm. so i i feel that jumping into a pilates certification because so much of it is complex movement that was not challenging it was actually i was already I was in my happy place because I would argue that I didn't like, I didn't not love exercise. <laughs> I loved, I've always loved dancing and I love activities that cause exercise, but I don't love traditional exercise. I mean, I do it now because of Pilates. It's kind of like, it was like my gateway into understanding why. Now I, I will lift weights, I'll do squats, but you would not have seen me do anything like that you know, previous to finding Pilates. So that that side of it was already there for me. So I would just say that it was the mental just kind of downloading all the information and trying to figure out how I would process and remember it. Yeah. For sure. I, I completely agree. And it's funny because you and I both have our master's degrees. We've both been through, you know, mm -hmm. a very intense, you know, college and graduate studies and we're both single moms and, you know, have all just a lot of brain capacity that we're able to handle, I feel like. Um, and then I, but it, I felt the same way, you know, that it was just a lot of information at once, so much material. And I remember leaving training one of the days thinking, what have I gotten myself into? Maybe I should just stop before, <laughs> before I go any further and get myself any further into this. Um, and, and obviously, you know, I'm so glad I stuck with it for tons of different reasons, but, um, that's funny to hear you say that. Cause I can totally relate. Um, okay. So I want to hear what, what you're up to now. I know you mentioned a little uh, bit earlier, and I definitely want to hear more about the um, what you're doing for the women at the domestic violence um, agency, and then just also in general services that you're offering, any um, teaching that you're doing. Right. Okay. So um, 
I'm still dancing. I do hula dancing out here in Los Angeles. Um, I've always sort of been, I grew up doing, I mean, I've done every type of dance probably that you can think of. Um, I've tried it at some point because I just love movement and I, I really think it's a great way to learn about um, the culture of, of a, a certain culture. You can learn their movement, you learn their stories, things like that. Um, so when I came out to LA around the West Coast, you know, similarly to my delving into Pilates, I had been, you know, I've been teaching a lot of Pilates, which, you know, is a lot of the sagittal plane, a lot of that forward movement, that forward facing movement, you do a lot of a lot of flexion, a lot of extension, there is rotation, but it's not a lot of lateral movement in the mm -hmm. Pilates repertoire. And I very distinctly was like, I need some lateral movement in my body. And I thought about the swaying of it. And that's where and so I was like, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to wow. start hula dance. And I didn't know it was going to take off for me the way that it did, but now I love it. And I've been doing that for probably five years, five or so years now. And I perform with this uh, group here and it's, it's really great. So that's part of what I'm doing. And I only bring that up because I 100% believe that Pilates is, I mean, I'm, I'll be 42 in a couple of weeks and I am still dancing with 20 something year olds and it's fine. And nobody knows how old yeah. I am. Not that they care. They wouldn't care, but they don't even, you know, when they find out they're always shocked mm -hmm. because I'm still doing the things that the 23 year olds are still doing. And I'm, that is Pilates. My, you know, I have not knock wood had any huge, you know, injuries that are, that would come from bad form or, you know, I hate the word bad, but you know, an unadjusted know form mean. or yeah. something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because yeah. Pilates keeps me in alignment. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's one thing I'm really proud of that I'm still doing. Um, I'm still performing and that I, I don't have any intentions of, of quitting anytime soon. That's um, right. I do. Thank you. My, my business, Julie Turner Movement, is basically I help people that are in pain, chronic pain from injury or illness or some, some other life event that is, you know, primarily low back pain people come with. Um, I have a, what's called the pink ribbon certification that is to work specifically with post-operative breast cancer mm -hmm. survivors um, to help them regain their range of motion and their function in the arms and, and shoulders and stuff like that. It's a great program. Um, I would love for you for to any. share that with me. I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's online and it's not even, it's not even very expensive. It's great. And then you can be, I just had a, a new client reach out to me last week. She found me on their website. So okay. it's a great way to, to get involved. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, my business is really focused on helping people that are in some sort of pain, but I also have this component that's about regulating the nervous system with movement because, you know, the vagus nerve, which starts inside the brain and travels through the diaphragm and into the abdomen is responsible for our physiological fight or flight response. So everything that you feel inside your body when you go into survival mode, you know, the hot flashes, the palpate, the heart palpitations, the um, stomach upset, mm -hmm. and anything like that is caused by the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. And that guy, that guy also branches out into the abdominal wall and it connects to the connective tissue that the psoas is connected to. So it really affects a lot of your muscles and your ability to move 
and function. So a lot of what I do is teach regulation through movement by getting into that, you know, Pilates alignment, talking about the breath, all the all the different principles in Pilates, controlling your, your body and thinking about what you're doing and, and fixing the alignment. So that's that's really what my my business is all about and what it's geared toward. Um, and that then led me to because I, I don't even know if we've talked about this, but when I was in New York, I was in a, a very scary, abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, I got out of that and I was very lucky in terms of in New York, you can move to a different part of town and then be anonymous again. And you could start fresh. That's that's the beauty of living in a city with 11 million other people. You can never bump into somebody ever again. If if you choose, you know, if that's what you want to do, you just move to a different part of town. Um, And I got lucky in terms of I I moved somewhere. He didn't know where I was or how to find me. And um, so I didn't have to deal with it much. I didn't have to physically deal with it too much after I got out of it. But what I did have to deal with was I had severe panic attacks. Mm -hmm. I had them for the remainder. I mean, I had them for the remainder of the time that I lived in New York, but I was still dealing with them um, years, years later. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I wasn't in a place was very young and I wasn't really in a place where I could mentally process everything that I had gone through. Um, And I honestly don't know if that was a survival mode, a coping mechanism or something, because I, even though I had left the physical area that he was in, you you know, I never really felt totally safe and secure until I left New York. And then I thought, well, he's, I'm not, there's no way he'll know where I am now. right? Right. And so, right. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sure the women can relate to that, but so I wasn't really dealing with it. Um, but what I was doing is dance and movement and Pilates. And I started to notice that whenever I would leave a movement class, a dance class, a Pilates class, yoga, even I would not, I would feel grounded and centered and at home in my body. And I would not have panic attacks. Mm. And I mean, I could be in full on panic mode on the way down to that class and then once i got in there you know because that was a safe place for me that was home for me was movement and that i know that that's largely because i grew up doing movement and so it feels like home in my body but i started to really uh, notice and understand that that actually is how movement makes everybody feel (laughs) Um, uh, exercise you know we all know this we get our endorphins from exercise we feel good we get our feel-good hormones but beyond that you know and this is very where pilates specifically helps is alignment Mm -hmm. like i said before when you get into physical alignment you align your vagus nerve all the breathing that we do in pilates activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And then you work that through the body when you're doing exercises that move the body and engage the muscles while you're in that that state of relaxation and calm. So I did start to notice that, and I again, I wasn't really piecing it together at the time, but I started to notice that 
my experience was so different after moving. So I feel very lucky because, you know, since then I've done like all the therapy and, you know, <laughs> and all the mental work. And I've, I've, th I've thought a lot about the things, but, but at the time it was movement that kept me going. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very, I'm very passionate about sharing that with other people. And the irony of the situation is that one of my biggest jobs during that time of my life, I was teaching people their wedding dances. So I would go to these people's houses and they're preparing for, you know, the happiest day of their life. And I'm like escaping this trauma. And it was in some crazy. ways it was probably difficult because you were having to bury that to some degree and pretend like everything's fine. I'm fine. Here I'm we are. Fine. I mean, yeah. I would be, I remember distinctly sitting at, there's like a target it's in Brooklyn. It's in the, I can't even, I mean, this is how long it's been since I lived in New York. I can't even remember the neighborhood. It's the big one. Like it's the, one of the big neighborhoods. It's a big subway hub. And I remember going, sitting on the steps in front of that target, crying like hysterically. And then, you know, wiping it off, standing up and walking to my, these clients house. And I'm teaching them a waltz for their wedding. And it's like, it's so <laughs> ironic, but the bizarre thing that happened was people started saying, hey, you should be a marriage counselor. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't even know like how, like, I don't even belong in a relationship. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I, what is this? And I realized without knowing it was because I was teaching them partner dancing, I was teaching them communication through their body. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know they were translating this stuff. You know, I was like, oh, so-and-so, you're not letting him lead, or, you know, you're not, um, you're not, your lead isn't, you're, communi you're not communicating to her with your body. She doesn't know what you want from her, so she can't do, you know what I mean? I had uh -huh. no idea that they were deeper that was for them. <laughs> Imagine their conversations after you left. <laughs> See how totally. not. <laughs> I've inadvertently been part of so many people's relationships on accident, right? <laughs> Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not a therapist, so don't uh, hold anything, don't hold me to anything. Um, but uh, that kind of helped me understand the power of movement. And that coupled with the experience that I was having and going through the Pilates certification and, and, and learning how to teach people and, you know, on uh, kind of touching on what you said a little bit ago, I wasn't necessarily burying stuff down because the second I got into a session, I noticed that I was so passionate about it that I forgot for a moment or it, it pulled mm -hmm. me outside of myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a good way to regulate your nervous system. It pulled me outside of myself. That doesn't mean that I was like, everything's fine. I left there in a different regulated state of being. Mm -hmm. And then my thought process on the way home from a session versus on the way to mm -hmm. was 180, night and day. That's and right. I realized, yeah. you see what I mean? So yeah. I realized that movement was the thing that helped me get to a mental place where I could start doing the work. And then of course, I'm a firm believer in working with therapists because they are extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. And so I did get myself into therapy and I did start, and she was really into movement and stuff as well. So I did start to piece it together in that way, but I 
100% and that was years later. So I 100% say that movement is what saved me and, and kept me going and kept me alive and kept me passionate and kept me driven and kept me from falling completely under, which is what happens to a lot of women. Because I don't, you know, if you know, it's like when you're in that situation where somebody has taken control of your mental state in that way, you are below zero in terms of what you feel that you deserve in life, what, how you feel you're able to take care of yourself. Like everything becomes a wash at that point. And to rebuild it, you need a starting place. So I'm insanely passionate about it. And I, I, I found a shelter here and I got, I got hooked up with, I uh, met one of the woman who's the program director at the shelter. It's the good shepherd shelter in Los Angeles. And I said, I would love to teach movement classes down there. So I started that in 2020 on zoom. And then when we were able to go places again, I started going down there. And then last year they asked me to be on the advisory board for the shelter. And so I, I've been doing that and I run their silent auction and um, I'm on the spread the word committee that we're starting to help bring awareness and, and get pe more people to know about the shelter. Um, and I'm really this year, I'm, I'm focusing on really building the movement program at this shelter. So I'm looking for more people to get involved. Um, I, I wanna help with the summer camp for the kids. Um, I want teachers to teach the kids. I wanna get you know a lot more classes and a lot more opportunities going for these families. Um, and, you know, and eventually I'd love to spread it out you know, and just make it, make it even bigger. National. That's yeah, what, totally. That's what I was sitting here thinking is I have so many um, teacher trainees that I mentor that say things like, you know, I want to know how to get involved in, you know, ways to make a difference with people, you know, and um, this is a topic that comes up a lot is women who have been yeah. abused and how to help them. Um, and I think this would be an amazing service or workshop or training that you could offer for those of us that would be interested in um, in learning, you know, how to get involved with that and learning all the aspects that, you know, go into being there for someone that has been through that and learning a lot more Absolutely. about the vagus nerve and all of that. So I'm hoping that um, maybe we can have you back on in the future where we could just talk about the vagus nerve as it relates to the psoas, all that, all of that um, as it relates to anatomy that you mentioned earlier. I would love to learn more about that. Um, and then maybe you yeah. can do like a little, maybe we could interview you about that. And then at the end, maybe you can walk us through like a little breath session or um, how, whatever you call it. Well, I mean, I know it's Pilates and breath work kind of together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I would, first of all, I would love to do that. And I know since you did my teacher training, you know, how long winded I can get about anatomy. So, <laughs> but I'm glad though, because that's one of the difficult things that um, a lot of teacher trainers say is that that's the difficult part for them is the anatomy. You know, that's the piece of it. That oh, well, to conceptualize. Totally. All right. Well, I'm happy to be around yeah. anytime for any, any body part, any body part, anytime. Yes. And yes, it, it is true that, yeah, it does branch off. It branches off a little bit, but that's, um, I always go back to this point that it's Pilates that the difference between Pilates and other forms of exercise is the movement principles. 
the, those original movie principles that exist that he put that Joseph Pilates put out there, you know, the alignment, the focus, breath, concentration, all of those things, the balanced muscle development, all of those things are what set it apart from other forms of exercise. You know, they're like, you know, like we said before, if I go to a dance class, if I go to the gym, which you're not going to see me at a gym, but in <laughs> some, in some other life, maybe I went to gyms, but like, you know, and I'm not knocking them. I know people love them and I, I encourage people to go, especially if you like it, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, but it, any form of exercise is going to, you know, shoot you those endorphins, make you feel good, right? But there is, for me, there's a big difference in the focus and the concentration that you get when you're doing Pilates. That up-leveled everything for me. That's what made the connection. That's what helped me see the connection. Or I've been dancing my whole life, been dancing for 38 years. And yes, of course, it made me happy and I loved it and I was passionate about it, but I didn't know really the the, uh, the depth of it or and i didn't understand how to communicate it until pilates mm -hmm. well and also i think in, in a lot of modalities of exercise you don't have to think about your breath it just involuntarily happens you know but you're oh, not going to totally. get as much out of any form of exercise but especially pilates if you are not really incorporating the breath into all of the movements um, and learning that connection between the breath and the core um, so that's why even going beyond that and thinking about how it relates to our parasympathetic central nervous system, that was just very fascinating to me. So we'll ha definitely oh, yeah. have, to, um, have an episode where we just talk about that. <laughs> um, well, I'm good. not going to take up too much more of your time, but I do want to ask you um, out of curiosity, what is your favorite and least favorite Pilates exercise? Oh gosh. Mm. I would say that, oh my God, that's so hard. <laughs> it's such a hard, that's a really tough question. Uh, I would say that my favorite exercise is probably coordination. Okay. I love it because it touches a lot of different things and I am really big about coordinating the mind and the body and you get that you get both things going it's such a good exercise for brain development and body development and gets the core um all that good stuff and then i, I have to say that uh, i would second that by saying any form of standing lunges is going to be my favorite as well i have a really hard time choosing favorites of anything okay. you should know this i can't i don't have a favorite beetle I don't have a favorite song. I don't have a favorite color. I have lots of things that I like and appreciate. Well, what about least so, favorite? I'll cut, I'll, I'll cut myself off at two. I like there lunch series, but I love, I love working the legs and the glutes. You know, I love the, I, I'm very big on legs and glutes and coordination because it's so, it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, honestly, I gotta say my least favorite, it's gonna sound horrible, but my least favorite is rollover. Mm -hmm. just because I struggle with getting my, I mean, my, you've seen my body, my, my bottom side is bigger than my top side. So I do struggle. I will all, it will always be a struggle to get my butt over my shoulders. So I guess that would, you know, that then falls into the category and it's hard to teach correctly because mm -hmm. people, you know, and if somebody doesn't do it correctly, 
it's a, you know, they can hurt themselves. And so yeah. it's really important to teach correctly, but it's also very difficult to teach correctly. And if somebody doesn't like it, they give you crap about it. So it, that would, I guess that, you know, that said, I don't like to say that, you know, anything is my least favorite, but that one's the, that one's on the difficult. It is. It's difficult to, to do and to teach for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So before we go, just a little fun question that I have for you, where is the coolest place you have visited? Oh, that's super cool. Oh, that's tough. Cause I haven't really, you know, I've never been out of the country. This isn't you that crazy. No, it's one of those situations that I keep trying to, it's one of those like things where I keep trying to make it happen. And then it falls through for some reason. Like I was planning this giant trip to tour, you know, Europe and do all the hostels and stuff. And then I got pregnant and then, you know, and then like with Pilates, like with teaching and freelance and stuff like that, sometimes you either have money and no time or no time and <laughs> right. time and no money. You know what I mean? I've never gotten it to line up properly. So I haven't, I haven't made it happen. And then of course I've been a single mother. So it, it makes it even more difficult yeah. to just like whisk out of the country. Um, but you know, I'm going to change that soon. I but I would say, I'm thinking 2025 Pilates retreat in like Costa Rica or something. Why not? I know. <laughs> but I will say a couple of years ago, I went to one of my best friends is, is a guy and I went, I was invited to his bachelor ski weekend and we, it was in winter park, Colorado. Okay. And I love snow. And I had never been skiing before, and it was really fun for that reason, but also because I love snow. I love cold winter weather. Um, and my biggest experience of that was in New York, where it gets like gross and sludgy the next day, and you still have to go to work, and it's not mm -hmm. as fun. But this was sort of a magical winter dream because we stayed in this really fancy house, and we had the fire, and I took one day off from skiing because I was was like you know brand new at it, and they were better at it, and I wanted to let them go on their on their blue <laughs> slopes and let me you know, and I just read my book and by the fire and got some cozy food, and it was really really fun. So that that amazing. That sounds really awesome. Yeah, um, nice. Okay, well, I just want to thank you so much for doing this. I love getting to catch up with you. Um, and I love just getting to hear about all the things that you're doing. Tell our listeners how they can um, get in touch with you and potentially schedule maybe a, a virtual session with you if they are interested. Awesome. So first of all, thank you so much for having me and I will come back anytime Good. and we'll keep in touch better. Yes. Uh, and also my website, just go to my website, www.julieturnermovement.com. I'm also on Instagram at Julie Turner MVMT. I've got a YouTube channel. It's just at Julie Turner Movement. And those are the ways to find me. All my social is uh, linked on my website. My YouTube channel is linked up there. You can find me there. And I do free consultations. So anybody who's listening, even if you just want a free consultation and just do a little chat, head to my website. You can fill out a form and we'll get started. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And um, we will definitely have you back on soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. We hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for tuning in. For more information, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Pilates is the Answer and on the web at PilatesIsTheAnswer.com. Feel free to message us with questions for which you are searching the answer. We would love for you to follow our podcast, leave a kind review, and lots of stars.